Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> I was the problem, as it turns out. Yeah, I did that too. Speaking of being the problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Uh, We're talking about Dark Skies. Yeah. I had to make sure that was the right name. And I was so worried that we were going to watch the wrong movie again. Because remember, I thought I was supposed to watch Event Horizon. Yeah. And I almost did. And then what was it that I watched The Changeling and you watched something else? I, I like got almost all the way through. Yeah. No, it was you watched something and I had, you watched The Exorcist mm. and I was watching The Changeling. Yes. And I was like fully halfway through this. And then you were like, dude, The Exorcist is wild. And I was like, what are you doing? Like doubling up? And you were like, no. <laughs> and I had to stop. <laughs> I got so far into that movie. When you texted me, I had already like finished my notes. And so I was like, if I hadn't already written everything, I would have offered just to switch. But I'd already written everything. Well, so luckily, like, the changeling, it wasn't that. Like, it wasn't, I got that far. It was like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And I knew the exorcist pretty well. So I was like, we can do this. Everything's going to be okay. But it was so funny because I was like, if we hadn't said anything, oh, that would have been absolutely incredible. I kind of secretly wanted it to happen this time. Because yeah. I know nothing about Event Horizon, but I know it's wild. Yeah, and we'll get to see soon. I know. Yeah, I was like, that's why it was in my head. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. why it was in my head because I knew it had been picked. So I was like, should I watch this now? <laughs> no, the answer was no. What movie did we watch where I straight up just missed a whole scene? Slumber Party Slumber Massacre. Party Massacre. <laughs> that's what I was worried this would feel like. Yeah, I was like if I watch the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not. We're talking about Dark Skies. And yes. We both watched it. Uh-huh. The movie, not the TV the show. The movie, not the TV show. Yes. Are you ready for some notes? Yes. I'll say in advance, I don't have any fun facts, okay. unfortunately. I, I have don't. zero fun facts. There just wasn't... I, I like, looked and they were like, meh. It wasn't super um, popular with, like, mm, critics. No, it was not. No. So I feel like they were just like, fuck it. We don't need facts. Roger Ebert's like, I want it. review, like, mm-hmm. website gave it fewer stars than Jennifer's Body. Oh, mm. he fucking hated that. He gave so. Jennifer's Body two stars, and this was one and a half. Whoa. Yeah. The most I saw, because I didn't see that one, but I saw like two out of four. Mm-hmm. And people were like, relies on classic horror, blah, 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 did boring. And I was like, I had a fun time. But I thought fine. it was a fun movie. I had, I had a fun time. It's problematic as shit. Thought it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was fun. Yeah. All right. So Dark Skies. It was made in 2013. It was directed by Scott Stewart. Who also did Legion, Priest, Dominion, Holidays. He was also the co-founder of the effects house, The Orphanage in Los Angeles, who did like effects for those movies mm. and, and like others, but also those. Um, and I think this one as well. So apparently he's an effect. He works at an effect house. Um, he also wrote this movie. So I'm not going to give his facts twice. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> um, One X, Scott. <laughs> you, we've, we've heard enough. Uh, cinematography was David Boyd, uh, director of photography for Firefly and The Walking Dead. Firefly. Yeah. Um, I could see The Walking Dead. Yeah. I have not watched Firefly in a long time, so I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't know for sure, like say for sure if I could see the com- like comparison. I 
there were a few moments of like the way the camera moved and followed someone doing something. I was like, this feels familiar. Yeah, which is why I could say yeah. Walking Dead. Because I did watch that show. Yeah. I don't watch it anymore, but I watched it when I was younger. And I could definitely see how yeah. the two. I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Much more familiar with Firefly than The Walking Dead. Right. It's easier to be familiar with Firefly because they're only 13 episodes. Like 30 episodes. <laughs> I've watched them all and I see, I've seen the movie. I just yeah. haven't done it in years. Oh, so I need to redo it again. Because yeah. I do like it. Yeah. Um, But I could absolutely see it. I was like, yeah, that, that checks. Especially... The way they would do camera angles on people who were like looking into the situation yeah. and not actually part of it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. I could see that. The moment where she's unlocking the house to go in uh-huh. to show it. I was like this, like that series of shots yeah. was very familiar and now I'm connecting it to Firefly. Yeah. Okay. Like once you know who, like who does what, you're like, oh yeah, I, I get your style. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did uh, cinematography for the first three episodes of Deadwood. Oh. Um, I haven't seen Deadwood, but people really do like deadwood yeah. so i would maybe like to check it out now this one i feel like you're gonna know the name because this is the one where i had to put the name in post edit or po- during editing because i literally forgot to say it oh my god yeah um it was joseph bishara yeah yeah we were talking about music i don't know if anyone's heard this episode i say anyone as if this is their first episode maybe it is could be one episode, we were talking about the musician, and I just straight up didn't say his name. I was like, whoa, and then he did this and this, and then we got really far in, and I realized I never said it. Uh-huh. And so I had to go in and <laughs> put it in. We, like, recorded it separately. I, yep. I was like, Joseph Bashara. <laughs> like, throw it in. Joseph Bashara. Joseph Bashara. So, yeah, Joseph Bashara. Uh, we've talked about him a lot, actually, because he's done The Conjuring, Insidious, Annabelle, The Vatican Tapes, Aquaman, everything with James Wan. Wow. If James Wan has made it, this man did the music. Yeah. Uh, it was Annabelle Creation. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home. Malignant. Like, every single thing. Yeah. Aquaman. That was James Wan. So, they're they're a pair. Apparently, Except where he goes, James Wan goes, and vice versa. Wow. You love to see it. <laughs> you love to see Not it. Not always the movies, but you love to Not see them. Not always the movies. <laughs> Annabelle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he did all of the Insidious movies too, like oh. Insidious one, two, three, blah, blah, like yeah. every single one. Um, yeah. So that was all of my notes for like that. Uh, I have the budget and how much it made. Ooh. You don't know, do you? No. Good. This is exciting. This one's going to be extra hard because it's not super popular and also not, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a middle of the ground. Love these. Yeah. 3.5 million was the budget. Okay. And this is a Bloom House as well. Mm. I don't know. Did you see the logo before? Mm-mm. Okay. Th- I think it may have been before they went to Bloom. I'm not sure. Okay. But the guy who made it, the producer, was Bloom House. Like his last name's okay. Bloom. So I just saw Weinstein whatever. on it. And I was like, ugh. I didn't know that. Both Ew. of the Weinsteins, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Gross. I have a no. I was typing and it was going to my iPad so that I could watch on my laptop. Right. And I typed in ew, Weinsteins, and it said we Weinsteins because it autocorrected. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I didn't see that. I only yeah. saw the producer. And I that's why when I didn't see the Bloomhouse thing come up, I yeah. was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they chose to do that or what. I don't know. But again, budget, $3.5 million, Okay. Which is pretty normal, right? They have mm-hmm. relatively lower budgets. Yeah, they tend to under five. Yeah. Um, How much do you think it made? $7 million. I'll give you a clue. Go up. $20 million. <gasps> 27.8. Oh, just add the two. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad at all. Um, yeah, 
Okay. Um, so clearly it wasn't like received well, but yeah. people went to see it enough. Yeah. I mean, that's not like a huge, but. What do you and Emily call that? Popcorn movies? Popcorn movies. Yeah. And that's what this felt like. It was very like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like I had a good time while I was watching it. Yeah. I'm never going to think about it later. <laughs> um, it reminded me of like, <laughs> better than the fourth kind. Yes. It reminded me of what the fourth kind could have been. Yes. And what the signs, what signs did better. Yeah. So it it, it walked so signs could run. Like yeah. it was one of those. And then the fourth kind fucking crawled so this one could walk. Yeah. I don't even know what timeline these are on in terms of which one came out before the others. I think the fourth kind was after. I thought signs was before. Let's look it up. Yeah. I'm intrigued actually. Okay. So this came out in 2013. You look up, uh, I'll look up signs. Okay. Uh, Ooh, Signs was 2002. Uh, the fourth kind was 2009. Whoa. So it had no excuse. <laughs> uh, it had two things to learn from. And it also took, like, largely from The Exorcist. No. Yes. No. Which no, one? No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> My brain. Poltergeist. It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a crisis. I almost said I'm crisising. Um, crisising. So a lot of the reviews I read were like, this is basically a mix of Signs and Poltergeist. This movie? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as you're watching it, you can like easily pull out all the classic movies that this is kind of pulling from a little yeah. bit. Um, and the aliens especially are like, I can't believe that this came out after Signs. Because Signs looks great. I haven't seen Signs. I know you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, Kate, <laughs> I don't get me wrong. Mel Gibson can rot in hell. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. But fuck, that movie is good. Okay. It's kind of funny. It's got the little twist that we all love, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's also just because it's M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. But it's, but it's so good. The alien, I remember the part that I was watching in theaters and I almost pissed my pants because I saw it as a kid. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> And I still watch it to this day, and I still go, ooh. Like, I hate it. Oh, ooh. We rented it, like, not long after it came out, okay. just so I could watch it again. And I still remember being like, I know it's coming. And then I saw it and went, no. <laughs> so this reminded me of that. So you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can't believe that. The order is wild. Yeah. No excuse. No. The fourth kind. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm going to take out everything else related to that so they're not going to have any content. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Unless you join the Patreon, you hear all our outtakes, and then maybe you will. But you won't hear this part, so what a shame. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't oh. put all the body noises in the outtakes. I'm going to start it right there so people can really pine after whatever mm-hmm. just happened. Yeah, I'm sure they really want to know. <laughs> you, maybe they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, those are all my fun facts. Okay. Um, to sum it up. Uh, boy, um, (laughs) some aliens are really courting a family, but the family is rejecting them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like to think of it as the aliens are like, please just Mm -hmm. hang out with us. And they're like, we can't, like, we can't do this. (laughs) They're rejecting their advances. Uh They're they're not into it. I have like two head cannons that make this go from just like eh, kind of cheesy sometimes to just like absolutely ridiculous. And I'll tell you when we get to J.K. Simmons because I have a version of how it happens, and it's so much better in my heart. I can't wait. <laughs> I, he popped up, and I went, "What are you doing here?" I love him. I love him. 
Everything he's in. He's like Ethan Hawke to me. Oh. It's like, I couldn't name all the movies he's been in, but mm. when he's there, I'm like, oh, so happy you're here. Yeah. I knew him primarily from The Closer. Oh, uh, okay. And then he was also in Juno, right? Yes, he was also in Juno. Uh, I know him from Spider-Man. I mean, come on. Uh, you know. You don't watch Spider-Man. You don't, you is don't he the you. one that says, give me pictures of the Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, yeah, in so many words. <laughs> Get me pictures of the Spider-Man. Is that not what he says? <laughs> he was Jonah Jameson and he goes, I need pictures of Spider-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's also get me pictures of Spider-Man. Okay. So you're right. I don't know if it's the Spider-Man, <laughs> like the Ohio State, but yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Spider-Man and a the Spider-Man, and the Spider-Man's super litigious. <laughs> but you know there's another Spider-Man universe where there is a guy called Spider's Man, and it is uh, Spider-Man, but he's made of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and he's called Spider's Man. Oh, that hurt me. <laughs> He's my favorite. See, I thought it was going to be a man owned by a spider. Nope. And the spider's like, this is my boy. <laughs> He's just a bunch of spiders in the shape of a man. I don't know, I can't. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, comics aside, I know you're an expert. <laughs> he is in Spider-Man, but yes, he's okay. also in Juno. <laughs> Give me pictures of the Spider-Man. <laughs> he's also comically like outraged all the time so yeah. hearing you say it so calm i'm like yeah <laughs> kind of he said it too <laughs> get me pictures of the spider-man if you have time on your way home <laughs> yes of course she's crying <laughs> i'm okay <laughs> we're having a real omen situation yeah, we we're never gonna talk about this movie no <laughs> god your summary was beautiful thanks i don't even remember it <laughs> it's already uh, gone they were being courted <laughs> Why did I say that? What's wrong with me? I don't know, but I love I it. I take it one minute at a time over mm-hmm. here. And it's great. <laughs> Live Never look back. <laughs> Memory? Who is she? I don't do it. I don't remember who she is. I live in the moment. I literally don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone tell me who she Please, is. Please, God, I don't know. <laughs> okay. What did, what did other people have to say? Were they also being courted? No. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, I also think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I pulled from Just Watch this time. I oh. didn't know that they like sometimes have like blurbs there. I guess I guess I maybe have seen one and or two, yeah. It may have been the blurb that was pulled from Amazon. I'm not entirely sure the ultimate source okay. of it, but I didn't even look at IMDb right. or Rotten Tomatoes this Don't time. Don't need it. Don't need it because I liked this one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's a little bit of intro to it, and mm-hmm. then there's the actual blurb. Yeah. So from the producers of Paranormal Activity, Insidious and Sinister comes Dark Skies, a supernatural thriller that follows a young family living in the suburbs. Now we begin. As right. husband and wife Daniel and Lacey Barrett witness an escalating series of disturbing events involving their family, their safe and peaceful home quickly unravels. When it becomes clear that the Barrett family is being targeted by an unimaginably terrifying and deadly force, Daniel and Lacey take matters into their own hands to solve the mystery of what is after their family. Spooky. That was good. Yeah. I like that. It doesn't give away too much. No. It doesn't say aliens once. No. It really just gives you, like, the feeling of the movie. They're like, this is yeah. what you're gonna feel. Yep. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um, this movie absolutely felt like paranormal activity if they had aliens. And, like, a yeah. little bit of Insidious. So I get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely see that the people who produced those did this. Yep. Because you're like, 
Oh, I get it. So if you mashed those together and then peppered in some aliens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when he sets up the cameras and he has the one in the bedroom for the first time, I was like, oh, this is paranormal activity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're like, when it's a family and they're all protecting their children and then they have to go to like an outside force to help. I'm like, oh, so insidious. Got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Just like insidious. <laughs> and then it's like, you need to power through like the strength of your family. Oh, poltergeist. Oh, poltergeist. Got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Come in. Sit down. All it takes is all of you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Got and it. And then when one child is taken, you're like, oh. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So it is poltergeist, yep. but reverse. I uh-huh. get it. You're not getting it back. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yes, goo, no child. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think there's much goo in this at all. Little. No, this one's pretty gooless. Yeah. Yeah. Not even that much, like, blood or anything, really. She hits her head, and there's yeah. a nosebleed, but yeah. that's kind of it. And it cuts away with the gun violence, so you it really does. don't see much blood. No, he has it, like, on him and on the cabinets, yeah, but... his nose bleeds. Right. And it yeah. just goes... Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a so intense. It's just like <laughs> it pours out so fast. It's it does not trickle. It reminds me of um what's the one where she has the coin and uh oh, drive me to hell. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> it's like spraying it was like a out water at people. <laughs> this one is almost like they had a blood effect, like, ready, and it just happened, like, super quick and all at once, and they were like, we're not doing it again. We're not setting this up again. Or I'm picturing, like, someone had, like, okay, I'm going to put, like, so many blood packs up there yeah. and, like, trigger them over time. I don't know how this works, but this is my but headcanon is, for how special it. effects happen. Yeah. How practical effects this happen. how they work. And he pe- pressed the button, nothing happened, he kept pressing, and they're like, stop button mashing, because it didn't go, and then all of it fires All of once. it just happens at once, <laughs> and they were like, honestly, not a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> pretty fun i liked it yeah i have no idea what you're gonna talk about Mm. um last time i guessed on accident and that was pretty incredible yeah was that with wicker man no 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 it was with black phone and i almost burned the scrunchie yes no fire on the table today (laughs) (laughs) um let me just let me throw something out here um family dynamics within horror no, no, that'd be fun though. I feel like we've done something similar, so that maybe I'm yeah. pulling from an old. We episode. already talked about the construction of a family. I think we have. I think yeah. we've already talked about like stuff like that. Okay, okay. What, okay. what do we got? As I was watching this film, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I kept wondering if it was presenting certain visuals in order to later subvert them. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So I'm going to tell a very quick story to preface Nerd Corner. Good. <laughs> Let's see if I can figure it out after the story. I won't. Okay. Nothing exists in a vacuum. That was the most common refrain I heard throughout my undergrad in like my sociology and gender studies classes. Yeah. And the general idea is that we can't examine anything in isolation. Right. Like on its own. It does not exist without other factors mm-hmm. influencing it. So I still remember the final project from my social class that was called Social Problems. It was a really aptly named class. Yeah. It was a real bummer. Yep, yep, yep. But we had spent all semester talking about how we need to understand historical events Uh, pressures, ideologies. We need to understand the state of economic mobility, of upward social mobility, societal norms, inequalities. All of that needs to be considered when you're looking at a situation. And we'd covered the decline of upward social mobility, the construction of race, how inequalities are embedded within systems. Like all semester, we spent all semester talking about all the context that you need to know in order to like look at something that's happening and not victim blame. (laughs) Yeah. And the end. Uh, we all had presentations. Mm-hmm. Mine was on um, not decriminalization, but it was on harm reduction within sex work. Of oh, like, okay. 
basically saying like provide condoms it's similar kind of to like needle exchanges but okay. i don't want to like really draw that yeah, like, yeah connection yeah. between like work and you know yeah um addiction yeah it's not what i intended to do anyway got off topic so at the end someone gave a presentation on sexualization and advertisement mm-hmm. specifically the way that products marketed towards cis men sexualize cis women and there's often violent sexualization as part of it yeah in the question and answer portion of the presentation dude raises his hand and says but like we can't say she's being taken advantage of because she chose to be objectified and in that moment my professor's disappointment was nearly palpable oh my god i was like (laughs) obviously this sparked feedback and discussion in the classroom yes yes but it was the question that kept reminding me how important it is to understand that nothing exists in a vacuum because it's not like she came out into a world fresh with no inequalities and all the jobs were available to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what? I'm taken seriously by society. And this is one of many amazing paths available to me. And I choose to take it with my whole chest. Right. So it's like, you can't. You can't. <laughs> so anyway, this kid, anyway, I don't want to get, I'm not going to talk about it. But um, so it's important to remember nothing exists in a vacuum, especially when we're talking about this film. Uh and when we're looking at alien invasion movies right. broadly, there is so much research and literature on alien invasion films. Alien. And I was tempted to go balls to the walls and make this a haunting nerd corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I remember we're almost certainly going to cover some of the films in the future that it would yeah. be more relevant to. So I'm narrowing my scope. Okay, okay. So I'm covering a narrower focus of alien right, invasion. Right, 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 yeah. right. So... And this is why this week I'm not talking about the full history of alien invasion films, the construction of otherness and reliance on racism, or the spectacle of invasion. Yeah. This week I'm going to talk about the assumptions and values that are asserted in this film but not questioned, and how that creates a xenophobic and inherently racist narrative. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's start with the opening sequence. This is great, because I'm a dummy and truly just watched this movie and went, aliens! And that was all I had. I mean, you were like horribly problematic. I was like, because of the Weinsteins. Oh, (laughs) no, we'll get into I. So when I taught undergrad, like I taught um, gender race in class. And one of the things that my students would tell me like halfway through the semester Mm -hmm. is like, I can't enjoy watching things anymore. Like, I feel like everything's ruined because I see problematic things everywhere. Right. And I was like, that is not what I wanted you to take from this class. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, we've talked about it before, where it's like, yeah. you just have to recognize that something is pushing on problematic narrative yeah. and not, like, financially further it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll start with the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. We have the presentation of a middle-class, almost entirely white suburb. Yep. Kids are playing outside, riding bikes, dads mow lawns, mothers are somewhere managing the social calendars and other emotional labor for the family. It's assumed. Yeah. Heteronormativity is not challenged or critiqued. Huh. The opening sequence presents what is supposed to be assumed as like a normal relatable neighborhood with an undercurrent of impending danger right and when you pair ominous music with like a montage like this and it was also like slow motion right yes yeah and it has that like spooky kind of like uh minor chord situation going on and when you pair ominous music with a montage you can either make the subjects of the montage be perceived as the threat or be under threat from an outside force yeah there are potentially more options but those are the two i'm focused on yeah so in this case i wasn't sure what it would be that eventually became pretty clear. Right. But in the opening, I was like, okay, so it's setting up this very patriotic, like, suburb, like, white suburb. Are we going to look at, like, the horror beneath? Are we going to see, like, this? No, it's going to be an attack on a white family by an outsider. Yeah. Okay. 
So the overall setting with the neighborhood, uh, it, <clears throat> it's mostly contained within the neighborhood and the house. Yeah. We have a few scenes that take place in locations outside of their home or neighborhood. So Lacey has her realtor job. Oh, right. Um, taking her out of the home. And I just, like, as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, so what places do we construct as ideal and safe and who is allowed in those places? Yeah. Who is excluded and how? So is it like we have a storyline of like why you're not seeing certain people in that neighborhood or right. it's just assumed like, well, why would they be there? Right. Um, there is like, I think one black child in this film and no other person of color. Oh yeah. No, I clocked that pretty immediately. I saw I him in the like, opening montage playing with squirt guns. Didn't even see him in the montage because yeah. there was a big group of white people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just like, mm. Yes. So, like, who is excluded? How are they excluded? Right. Is it just, like, a boilerplate assumption that, like, no, they wouldn't be in the suburb? So, it's just passing along this assumption of, like, a world that certain people don't belong there. Right. So, that's, like, in the setup itself, it's already excluding folks. Uh That's how I'm reading it. Uh, Now for the construction of the family. Daniel, Lacey, Jesse, and Sammy. Daniel was laid off from his job and is struggling to land a new one. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one source of conflict on several levels. Yeah. So first, there's the economic constraint on the family. They've already had to cancel the security alarm to save money. He mentions cutting back on other expenses like cable. The idea of sending Sammy to a child psych is questioned because they don't have money to spare. It's like, okay, send him with what money? Uh, And it's also important to note this is only a few years after the financial crisis of 2008. Oh, right. So there's an added layer of precarity and tension on the financial level. Of just, like, we don't have enough money to, like, live the way we yeah. have. Or keep our house, maybe. Uh, so there's also another dimension of it implied when Daniel can't land a job and Lacey's the sole income earner. Mm-hmm. That is a direct challenge to heteronormative beliefs about who should be the breadwinner and who should be the caretaker of and in the home. Mm-hmm. So when masculinity is tied to income but he's out of work, his sense of self-work is, self-worth is under attack and makes everything higher stakes for him. It's more tetchy. <laughs> Uh, obviously, this is not me saying broad things about like actual gender relations or experiences. Just speaking to the heteronormative standards that our society has created and maintained for decades. Mm-hmm. And if we look at like um, the post-war era when women were like going into the workforce during the war because yeah. the men had been you know drafted, right? And then they come back and they're like, "Get back in the house." Yeah. <laughs> we're like, "Well, you did it. Now you're done." Yeah. So we see those tensions play out in a mm-hmm. lot of different ways about like labor and the division of labor and that was actually my students least favorite uh like module when i was teaching they were bored as shit but um basically talking about how many daily tasks are divided among like heterosexual couples yeah and it's like uh cis men tend to take on the seasonal short-lived manual labor like Mm -hmm. cleaning gutters mowing lawns right seasonal and then cis women in heterosexual relationships tend to take on everything else and a lot of invisible work where it's like managing the social calendar. That's like the emotional labor aspect. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what was it? Uh, day-to-day cleaning that Mm -hmm. is just at such like a maintenance level that it's not noticed. Yeah. And so they talk about like the second shift where it's you leave the house to go to your day job and then you come home and you do a second job of cleaning and caring for people. Yeah. So... Students didn't like learning about that. (laughs) (laughs) And there's um, something I follow or like, I don't, I think it's a book and like, like counseling series or something called Fair Play Life. And it's about like how to very intentionally divide labor 
among couples of mm-hmm. like any assortment. Anyway, so <laughs> if you want to look at gender dynamics and the like division of labor and finances, mm-hmm. this is a really interesting kind of like microcosm of it yeah. because they're in a financial like after the financial collapse and like precarity for everyone but also he was laid off he used to have a high earning career now he can't find a job mm-hmm. and daniel's masculinity feels threatened <laughs> you he's can not, tell. he's not thriving he's not doing great uh so yes when his idea of himself his like role as a provider is threatened he's just kind of shitty yeah uh he's mean so anyway the family has conflict with each other, but broadly, we're supposed to identify and empathize with this family so that we mourn their loss in the end. Spoiler alert. They lose yeah, well, things. Bye. Same yeah. as a person. Uh, so who do the writers imagine to be universally relatable? Who do they understand is worthy of mourning? Mm-hmm. Because when you put forward a family or when you put forward like characters, as we saw in um, X, mm-hmm. you have to give people a reason to empathize with right. them. But when you have a family that is seen as like the quote unquote norm, it already does all that work for you because of societal inequalities. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, we're going to put forward this like boilerplate, like, like don't have to get to know them at all. No, like can do the bare minimum and just say, we're going to coast off of like societal expectations of who is worthy of care. I got mad. <laughs> this is so funny because I don't know. I can't believe I didn't notice any of this. I feel like such a dick. No. I watched you're... it and was like, alien movie. <laughs> no, you're not a dick. It's because I'm broken. <laughs> uh, it's probably because I majored in this twice. Oh, yeah. And it, I had to write 20-page papers about it. True. So it's something that I... Was... I drew pine cones. I mean, that probably brings much more joy. <laughs> no. Uh... It didn't. <laughs> well, we think... need to draw 100. It's a lot of pine cones. pine cones. Yeah, in a notebook. I need to draw them a hundred different ways. Oh my god. A hundred different ways, like styles or like perspectives? Styles, perspectives. Mm. Yeah. Do you still have it? God, no. <laughs> okay. God, no. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I just like, this is never meant to be like, you should feel bad because you didn't see this. I know. I'm just always surprised. We always talk about these things and I'm like, fuck. I've also been accused of looking too far into things. (laughs) So I was like, I just watched a movie. Which is (laughs) also a valid way of consuming it. It is a popcorn movie, so. Yeah. Uh, So, as a side note, they weren't very... Like, the way they added story arcs Mm -hmm. around people, like, Mm -hmm. peripherally, was unnecessary and didn't really, In this one? Yeah. Oh, that was, like, the complaint of most of the critics, too, was they were like, these characters aren't fleshed out. These characters are really just, like, plopped in the situation, and you're just supposed to be like, I care about them. Yeah. And people were like, why? (laughs) Even the critics who were like, like, Roger, you were white as a white man, was still like, what are you doing? (laughs) They were like, give me something. So, like, Shelly... She's the girl in the neighborhood. I hardly remembered her name. She's, I didn't. You said it and I went, Shelly who? Yeah. What the fuck is that? And then I went, the redhead? What is a Shelly? <laughs> what is a Shelly? Yeah. So she's barely relevant to the story. As is the way of many side characters who happen to be women or girls, their yeah. role in the star- story is to further his. Yeah. Well, even the kid, the yeah. rat face kid. Yeah. He is incidental. They, they were like, he's a bad kid. But they show him doing like three things. And I'm like, that's like all teen boys, bro. Like, I was yeah. not even teen boys. I was like, that's just teens. Like, yeah. 
it was just added conflict to have conflict, but right. it didn't actually move he was forward anything. Only there when they needed to move something forward for that yeah. kid. They were like, now you hang out with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then like, yeah, it nothing made sense. The ways that people hung out didn't make sense. The ways that they talked, it, it didn't make sense. No. <laughs> so she has only developed enough to nudge him back to his family yeah. before the 4th of July showdown. Because oh, right. he like rides his bike. He's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. He goes to Shelly's and she's like, I mean, your dad's weird, but he's not crazy. And you're like, you're right, Shelly. You're right, Joey. He goes back to his family and is like, okay, let's board us in. <laughs> so <laughs> he really was just like, you know what? I'm on board. Let's do yep. this. Yep. <laughs> What's that mean? That mean <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. That's that kid boarding up their house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just like the basic building blocks yeah. of this. But then we have like the overt patriotic symbols that are peppered throughout. It really was. The flag, the fireworks, America the Beautiful. <laughs> that were- song came on and I went... Okay. That's why until after finishing it, I was still waiting for it to subvert things because I was like, this is really ham-fisted patriotism if you're not going to like make a joke out of it. (laughs) No. They were just like, oh man. God, you're like, okay. You could have had child choirs, but instead you chose this. (laughs) Could have chosen anything. Could have chosen anything. Yeah. So the opening scene provides the groundwork for a good American family. Yeah. The familial arrangement of the father, mother, two kids, house in the suburbs affirms that. And then the climactic scene is the final stand of an American family against a foreign invader. (laughs) (laughs) With the skinniest arms I've ever seen. (laughs) I was like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. And this is where alien invasion stories can diverge. Uh, so we'll talk about the large-scale, highly visible spectacle sort of invasion at a later date. Right. And the anxieties that's exploring. Can't wait. But this is a silent invasion. Right. One whose beginning or reach cannot be easily identified. Yeah. And it, that has its own set of anxieties mm. and implications. Right. So there was an article I read. I have it in my extended show notes. Um, the citation by Callum Marsh really captured this. Quote, it's a Humpty quote. Yeah. Between the second and third acts, Dark Skies evolves, or perhaps devolves, from an ineffectual haunted house film into a considerably more brazen parable of immigration and the corruption of the American home. Films about alien invasion and abduction have a rich history of period-specific metaphor, of course, rooted in fears of encroaching communism. It tra- it's a tradition to which Dark Skies happily belongs, reasserting its relevance at a time when the far right yearns to be rallied and galvanized. Oh, God. As the family at the heart of this story, an all-American brigade struggling to scrape by in this crazy economy, are finally ready to believe that the strange occurrences in their neighborhood are the result of some terrible looming other, they visit Dr. Pollard, an expert in the supernatural who instructs our heroes to steel themselves against the oncoming danger. The invasion, he intones solemnly, already happened. It's explicated in full. The aliens live among us, and they want to take your jobs, kids. Board up your suburban home and protect your family, because goddammit, nobody else will. Get your guns, baby! <laughs> if nothing else, Dark Skies is the definitive horror film for the Tea Party area, and that's scarier than the aliens themselves. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, God. They're going for your jobs. I mean, kids! Yep! In the article, it crossed out jobs and then said, Kids! <laughs> Oh no, like, dark I'm... skies. Are you good? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I keep thinking of the TikTok where it's like, oh no, why did you do this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Why did you do this? <laughs> so that really gets to the heart of this movie. Yeah. What are you supposed to take away from it? The ultimate outcome by the end is the alienation of a white middle-class family displaced from the suburbs and their location in society because of an invading other. Oh yeah. Cause then they move into an apartment and they're like the shame. <laughs> <laughs> Their apartment's like gorgeous and they're just like, look at them, how they've fallen. Look how we live in squalor. <laughs> it's like a beautiful apartment. Lots of natural light. And they were just like, wow. Yeah. They took everything from us. <laughs> it's like, shut up. And it's like, I've never really watched much South Park, but I know the They Took Our Jobs episode. Like, I know that. Yeah, right. And I know that like... I'm from a rural Southern Ohio town. I heard a lot of anti-immigrant rhetoric. It was just a thing in school. And it's like, part of it was kids joking about shit, picking up stuff where it was like, oh, that's horrific that we said those things. Right. And then some of it was really like... Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, Like like, actually intentional, like very bad. Right. Bad regardless. But so... (laughs) My thumb popped more than I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) So how does this film take those harmful societal norms and inequalities and use them as a foundation of the film, not to subvert, but to reaffirm? Yeah. What would it look like to subvert those norms instead? Would there be money behind that project? And, like, would it upset the status quo? Yeah. People don't generally, like, the powers generally don't put money into projects that will threaten their standing. Right. So who's going to finance like the largely white media organization is not going to finance a movie that is going to be like settler colonialism huh so this movie had me asking a lot of questions and only a few were about grays so that's society (laughs) i can't wait to go to my notes now which are literally just living in ignorant bliss and i'm like yeah you're gonna love it i i mean it's it's still a fun movie yes i agree you just have to push through yep. <laughs> yep. no that's fair that's so funny it's not funny but it's funny when you're just like all right they really doubled down or was, i really truly thought it was going to be like over the top patriotism so that they could critique no american exceptionalism no. instead of like hating immigration <laughs> they were just like they're here to take everything it's like uh-huh. okay and an alien sitting there with a cv and he's like please, please. <laughs> I just need <laughs> those aliens also were buck wild. They were something. I have notes. I can't wait to talk about horror. Well, it's time. Oh boy, it's time. That was great though. That was good. <laughs> I love learning about the movie after I've watched it so I can go back and go, oh yeah, I see it. Uh, there's a thesis <sighs> that I've read part of so far mm-hmm. that I'm saving for like an alien yeah, yeah, yeah. spectacle because it gets hiccups. It gets really deep into like sociopolitical readings of I alien films. Yeah, wait. I'm really. Have you seen Nope yet? Because I haven't. Yes. Okay. I'm excited to watch that because I don't know if it'll be like critiquing any of that or if it really is just its own thing. Don't I, tell me. I don't know anything about it. I'll say I really enjoyed it. I need to watch it again. Okay. Because I know that I can keep taking more from mm-hmm. it. But the first that's, time I was just like, <laughs> well, that's kind of what I, because like that's oh, Jordan Peele's kind of whole thing. It's yeah. just like making horror for people who never get to see themselves in it. Yeah. I, not always. I'm just saying like, that's something that I hope is yeah. taken from it. Yes. Um. So I was hoping that this was similar. So when you were talking about all the alien invasion movies, I was like, I wonder if Nope is like 
hmm. <laughs> like, what if I did the opposite? <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. Because I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Um, okay. I'm ready for my notes. I'm ready they're, for your notes. They're not wild. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think I want everyone to take these notes with a grain of salt, too. Because, like, this is 100% a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. These are going to sound like I really liked it. But that's because the fourth time was so bad that this is the only one that was close to that one. Yeah. Because we've had alien movies, but it was like alien. alien yeah. Which is its own thing. Yes. I was like, that is a whole separate genre. Aliens I feel like. in outer space versus yes. aliens on Earth are very different. Like abduction movies. Yeah. And this movie. That, that yeah. one is almost classified as like a monster movie, yeah. but with aliens. Mm-hmm. So like, they're two different things in my mind. And uh, obviously, not Arrival. What am I trying to say? The one that I love, and now I can't think of the name of. Embarrassing. Mm. I love it so much. Natalie Portman. Oh, 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 oh. You know I love it. Annihilation. That was why the A word was I was like, beat for vendetta. I was like, <laughs> No, Annihilation. Also its own separate thing. Yeah. I was like, that is also different. So, I was watching this going, whew, a breath of fresh air compared to <laughs> that movie that made me so mad. Yeah. I, my first note was... I'm ready to love again. Yes. Because I was like, I have been betrayed by the fourth kind. I'm ready to be refreshed. They just, because like, listen, maybe it's about immigrants and maybe it's terrible, but at least they didn't make you, they, they, they told you what they were. They yeah. were like, we are a horror movie. Yeah. It's basically like a haunted house, but with aliens. Whereas the fourth kind was like, this is real. It's not real. This is all about people from like Alaska. It really is, but we stole things. Like, yep. it's yep. <laughs> just lying to you this didn't lie to you Mm -mm. i'm very honest about what it is (laughs) really is my very first note is rat face (laughs) yeah (laughs) like he's hanging out with rat face and i was like rat face i was like is that his nickname i got excited because i thought it was going to be somebody that would come in and be really fun named rat face and then none of the characters were developed so i was like wow i had high hopes yeah um but then i had nice slow-mo start so apparently rat face came first and then i had to backtrack and talk about the opening yeah i really got which came first the rat face or the slow-mo <laughs> what came first the slow-mo or the rat face um i do like when he's like tell dad chill and i'm like well we're really getting the dad son dynamic here mm-hmm. which is like maybe with my life dad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like okay um i did like that they had some cool lighting sort of cuz they were focusing on like bright lights but then that never really became part of it until like kind of like the end. So you were like, they're not even going to see a UFO. Mm-mm. Like, bro. Because <laughs> like they kept saying, have you seen bright lights in the sky? And they're like, no. And then in the end, you do get some bright lights. But <laughs> they would like show a big street lamp or this. And I was like, oh, it's coming. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it never did. Uh-uh. I was like, ah, you tricked me. That was cool. Um, if I found things stacked in my kitchen, like the way that was, and I saw that symbol on the ceiling absolutely fucking not time to move you know right away that that was not made by anybody Mm -mm. in your house just go you would have heard it falling 20 bajillion times before they get to sack right oh i was like "Uh uh-uh fuck that that was some poltergeist shit at least in poltergeist they have fun with it when they're like push the chair watch him push it back and they loved it just like let's put the child on it so she can get (laughs) they were like watch absolutely wild um and then i wrote this is a math crime (laughs) Yeah, because she was like, "This is a mathematician's dream," and I was like, "It really is." Someone yeah. who loves math came in there and was like, "I'm gonna fuck shit up." He was like, "This seems like a joke played by like a geometrician." That like, was what? it. I was like, <laughs> "I mean, I guess." <laughs> and then 
<laughs> um, I said, I hope this movie is going to make cops look useless. <laughs> and they kind of did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They were just like, yeah, they're never going to do anything. They had like two moments where I thought it was going to play into it more. Yeah. I thought they were really going to show these police like consistently not believing them, but they really did it twice and then kind of never came back. Yeah. Which is kind of the theme of yeah. like not putting your whole butt into things. Yeah. I don't know why I Didn't like put that. their whole butt in it. No. I was they thinking didn't. about not half-assing things. Right. <laughs> so they didn't put their whole butt in. Um, but they didn't. Like, they would bring a character in and be like, you remember this guy? And then they'd be gone. And I'd be like, should I have remembered? Is he gone? Like... God, but not forgotten. <laughs> like, like, I was like, what do I need here? Yeah. And then he'd come back and I'd be like, you're here? But then there were so many people that would come in that looked so much alike that I would just be like, is that the cop? No. I was like, that's a guy. Okay. I also just didn't give a shit about this guy's job. No. The dad was going on interviews and he'd come back. She'd be like, why'd you lie to me? And I'd be like, didn't know he was looking for a job. Really kind of checked out at that part. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I did like when she was just like, I know I'm supposed to sell you this house, but you could do better. That's just like, damn girl. You know you're getting evicted, right? <laughs> And, like, that, I have, like, feelings about that mirroring, not mirroring, but juxtaposed with later when she tries to sell them because, like, she she identified with the first family because their child was sick like her child was. Yes. And it was a way to get some exposition. To be like, oh, remember that? Yeah. And it was a way of being like, I identify with this other white couple that reminds me of my good American family. (laughs) But now that I don't, you Uh can have this house. Yeah. She's like, I don't give a shit about you two. Yeah. It was so, like, heartless. (laughs) That was but right after she found out he didn't get the job. So she was like, well, fuck, now I really have to sell right? this. And so it's like, and yeah. this, this woman didn't have a kid. So she was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, I said the aliens hate when parents fight. The yeah. parents would fight and the aliens would be like, I'm coming in. I'm, mm-hmm. We're coming for your kids. Um, don't fight in front of them. They don't no. like it. I said this is comfy. already better than the fourth kind. We knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said, fuck that. It's time to leave. But I don't remember what. <laughs> was the photos? It was the photos. That. Didn't I didn't like, like that. that. <laughs> didn't like I it. I have a note after and I'm like, I see now. Because I wrote, this is so scary. All of this is happening at once. And I said, it's giving me full on goosebumps. It generally gave me goosebumps when they saw the pictures. And <sighs> he was like, I don't know what happened. Must have been like an electrical thing. And then she's just staring. And it took a second for me to realize what she was looking at. Because then you see this TV setup, whatever, with all the pictures. And you're like, okay. And then I'm like, oh, they're empty. And it freaked me out. I was like, ew. It's something very unsettling. It's very unsettling. So this movie had its faults, don't get me wrong, but there were some moments that genuinely like, ooh, I didn't like. Um, Classic dad being a dick and not believing anyone. That's a trope. It's a trope. Mm -hmm. I was like, I sense this is coming. The only time we saw that like subverted or whatever, is that the right word? I Mm -hmm. hope, God, is when we watched The Conjuring. Yeah, Your dad was great in that. Yeah. We may have watched others where they weren't, but that's yeah. the one I remember where he was like, you think there's a ghost? I got you. Like, yeah. <laughs> immediately was like, let's call these psychics. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm not dealing with this. And and Lorraine are basically fighting each other to say it's a ghost first. I know. So. <laughs> and that was It's great. a ghost, I called it. Like, I, I said it, I said it. He was like, fuck, she got me. She's yeah. a psychic, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also said, if we see these tall aliens, I'm gonna cry. I will say though, the picture was scarier than the real ones. Yes. I saw that picture and I went, fuck no. I was like, if we see that, it's going to be like the signs, like signs all over again. And I'm not going to like it. Mm-mm. No. Seeing them no. glitched out on the camera was scarier than seeing yes. them. 
in the flesh. And that's how I feel like it is just with any monster movie. Yeah. Except for when we watched Ritual. Um, the Ritual. Yeah. That one was great just because it was so unique that yeah. I was like, yeah, you can put that in front of me. I'll still be scared. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah. It's that unfortunate classic thing that happens where it's like, eh, you showed him and now I don't care. Yeah. Which is why I feel like most movies save it to the end, which they kind of did. Good yeah. for them. But yeah, I also said, not the birds. <laughs> Anything that involves birds. Uh, as soon as I saw the first bird hit the glass and she mm-hmm. opened the window, I was like, that's a starling. And uh, <laughs> then, of course they, you did. then they came back and they were like, yeah, the starlings. So I was like, I think that's so good. <laughs> like, I knew it. <laughs> Kate's over here like, mm-hmm. uh, I said, okay, this is one note that genuinely is important instead of just me shouting about birds. Um, I said, it's interesting to see the added pressure of all these neighbors judging Mm. and trying to navigate something horrible happening to your family, but Mm. you're also trying to navigate being like, don't look at us, please don't notice any of it, you know, like, (laughs) I'm not saying it's like, cool that they had to do that or whatever. I'm just saying that that's also adds this extra layer of like that weird pressure. Yeah. That made it extra scary because it like forced them to try to ignore it or like, try to justify it. They'd be like, it's probably this, right, guys? <laughs> Every time they would come out and something horrific had just happened and they'd look at their neighbors and shrug and go, that's crazy, right? Thursdays. <laughs> I was like, sucks that they had to do that and deal with this. Like, yeah. those neighbors sucked. The performativity um, of class dynamics. It's Yeah, like, adding that in was like, oh, gross. And uh, they also, every time they would show someone, like, watching them from, like, an outside perspective... The camera angle was always kind of like oh. weird. And I was like, oh, I, I see. It was supposed to be like, at least in my mind, it was supposed to be like an added scary thing of just like, no one wants to help. They just want to judge. So I was like, this close knit community and all they want to do is like shit on them basically and yeah. talk behind their back or blame them. Like obviously when they see the kids, which is fair. I mean, yeah, that happens. Your first instinct is not to be like, it's probably aliens, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> it's like, what? reasonable thing are they right like this child what else afraid (laughs) they are covered in bruises yeah what else are you gonna think exactly so it's like absolutely understandable but it's like we see so many neighbors who aren't even involved in this story just staring at them and they keep having to be like so weird it was just extra spooky i don't know i was like gross um i have my that's my scariest moment um (laughs) i said if i say that i saw aliens and Elmery doesn't believe me, it's done. <laughs> I was like, if I come to you and I see an alien and you go, probably not. I'm like, that's no. it. No. How dare you? If I go to someone and say I saw aliens, I've already thought about it for at least 20 hours. Exactly. And tried to rule out every other possibility It's not first. like I saw something and went, oh, alien. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately told you. No. So they're better. Yeah. Yeah. I also said security footage. That's where the nightmares are made. <laughs> Yes. That's when you know things are going to get extra scary. And that's where the paranormal activity came in. <laughs> I was yeah. like, mm, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, we only really get that, like, used, like, twice for, like, a scare. Don't yeah. we? Yeah. It's uh, set up as kind of this big scare. He's like, this is going to solve it. This is going to do it. And we kind of only see it, like, twice, I think. Yeah, we basically see when he's, like, reviewing the footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sees the glitching happen yes. for a while. And then... I think there's one where he has a dream that yeah. he sees, like, the thing in the room. Oh, I remember what it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I think the mom reviews the footage as well to find something. I think so. It's and, used a couple times. Yeah. 
But yeah. But yeah, we get it with the like seeing them within the glitch. That was cool. I liked that. I liked that. I was like, oh, spooky, spooky. Um, I also think it's cool that it's the whole family going through this. I, I had, I had seen this kind of like bits and pieces before, Mm -hmm. but never the whole thing. And I had thought it was just the one brother being mm. affected and they just had to deal with it. And the kid, kind of like the fourth time where it's like the daughter, whatever, gets like abducted. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, dang, <laughs> what do we do? And it's basically just her being like, why won't no one bring my daughter back? But this time it was like the whole family like kept blacking out and losing time and the nosebleeds. And I was like, oh shit, it's everybody. Yeah. That was neat. Uh, they had a classic Twilight Googling vampire moment. I, and she's like, alien abduction. Okay. <laughs> there were two uh, big parts in that scene where, like, my suspension of disbelief just, like, fell to the ground. I know! And the first one was when she's reading, and then she sees conspiracy theories, and she's like, I'm gonna click that. She just clicks the link that says conspiracy theories. <laughs> and then the second is when she went, <gasps> and put her hand to her mouth. Stop! <laughs> Literally gasped. Hand to mouth. And I was like, babe, <laughs> I cannot. Like, girl. Okay. Everything else, fine. That... <laughs> I didn't get any water. <laughs> I saw oh, that. Yeah, I should stop. <laughs> no, I need it. <laughs> but yeah, the gasping. I was like, okay. And it's like the hand to the mouth with the gasp. It was just too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say mm-hmm. as one of my notes is about me gasping. We'll get there. Uh, it's okay when you do it. <laughs> You're not performing in this film. Uh, I wrote, see you, Daniel. <laughs> Who's Daniel? The dad. Why did I say see ya? <laughs> Is Where'd it when he, he turns on heel after his nose bleeds and he's just like, Whoop, and like walks in? <laughs> I like... think that one. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, where'd he go? He's just, I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> turns around, fucking leaves. And I Vibes said, that is off. upsetting. I yeah. said, watching them wake up is creepy when they're out of it. And all of a sudden they're like, why oh, am I in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. Um, and uh, yeah, I said... That was so scary. And I said, especially because everything that's happening can, like, happening can technically be explained by normal things if you're looking at it from the outside. Yes. So, like, they know things are fucked up, but everyone outside is like, oh, well, that's probably an electrical issue. Oh, okay, so you're probably sleepwalking. This is happening. Like, everything can technically be explained. And then that, I think, is confirmed when he was like, they don't want you to be believed or Mm-mm. something. He's like, yeah, no, they try to make it impossible for you to be, like, when he has the thing in their yeah, neck and he's he like, it's just a bite. And they're yeah. like, yeah, they don't want you to question it. So yeah, they they're make gaslighting it. you. Yes, exactly. They're being gaslit by the aliens. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Am um, I being gaslit? Yes. <laughs> Am I being um, yeah. I said, it's extra scary that there's no reason why they were chosen. It's just random. That is spooky. Mm-hmm. Anything that's just like, you're not special. So like the strangers, mm-hmm. um, it's like, why would you do this? Cause you were home. That line is always so scary. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, ew, mm-hmm. you didn't, you didn't, know, you didn't even, I, you don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like gross. Um, watching everyone get ready for these aliens while one son is just pissed off was so funny to me. They're putting up boards. They're talking about like, let's get a dog. And this kid is just like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> They're all like Armageddon proofing. And this kid is like, absolutely not. <laughs> Younger brother is just like, I'm down. This is fun. Oh, this absolutely. Older brother is like, what the fuck, guys? This <laughs> is so funny to yes. watch him be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to put the boards up. No. And then you look later and they clearly decorated the boards. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alien, Stop. stay out. No, <laughs> I was like, hey, listen, if you're all going to proof your house for aliens, at least bond. Yeah. 
And they did. Let's put some glitter um, on it, you know. <laughs> that's my scariest moment, so I won't say it. Really hope the dog didn't die. Dog was barely in it. Yeah. I think most people say the dog dies off screen. I think so too. Because you like hear it whimper and then no more dogs ever again. But it's not really foregrounded. (laughs) Maybe they just couldn't have dogs in their new apartment. We don't know. (laughs) They're like, time for a cat. Doesn't give a shit about aliens. Doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I said the arms are so skinny. The heads are so big. The arms are so skinny. I said, this poor kid. I hate listening to kids laugh. Gross. You know, I don't like it. So when he was like, and his little you know nightmare thing that the aliens were creating mm-hmm. for him gross Mm-mm. and i said no i hate that the sun got taken that's it Amazing. <laughs> and then the atom to the wall it was so funny it shouldn't have been but it was hilarious when he's like oh that sun went missing cut it out let me put it on my little wall and i was like yeah man we love your little collage do you want to hear my headcanon of what he actually does <laughs> yes! okay yes <laughs> okay so my theory is that when a family comes to him, yeah. he has, like, his little screening to, like, filter out the people. Of course. And he, when he tells them, like, what you have to do, the only mm-hmm. hope you have is to make it hard for them. Yeah. My headcanon is that each time he's just workshopping it. And each time he tells them something different, like, he knows it's their only hope. Right. And when he sees it, he's like, oh, not this one. Okay. And so the next family comes and he sits down exactly and thinks, your only hope is to... And, and he gives just, them something else. Yes. He's like, uh, go swimming. And yeah. then he's like, swimming wasn't it. Okay, yeah. next one. Like, yep. <laughs> And then just, like, part of the board is just like, isolation does not work. <laughs> he's like, welcome them with open arms? He's really- welcome your overlords. <laughs> Get me pictures of the aliens. <laughs> Can I have pictures of the aliens? <laughs> incredible. Well, like, J.K. Simmons could deliver that. Like, it could oh, be yeah. the perfect deadpan oh, like, absolutely. moment of humor. Not the tone of this movie, though. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, his little collage at the end really fucking got me when he's just like, oh, I'll repeat. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right, man. Uh, those are my notes. I, I think I maybe even wrote after that it was like a popcorn movie. I just yeah. said I enjoyed it. I had a good time while watching. It kept my interest for the most part. Yeah. There was just something happening like every 10 seconds that Mm -hmm. I was like, well, if I look away, I'll miss it. But man, those characters, they were rough. Yep. I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about any of them. What's that kid's hobby? I don't know. Walking. He walked a lot. He he liked to bike. He he did like to bike. Mm -hmm. He liked to grab boobs in a pincer method. Get in there. I have a note about Women that. Women love that. Uh huh. It's really good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> fingertip clamp. <laughs> you really get it, you know? Yeah. So nice. Uh, yeah, that was, that was really his hobbies. The dad, mm. he loved being employed. Oh, yeah. That's what we learned about him. His favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. The little kid, being a kid, laughing creepily, <laughs> spacing out, alarming people. <laughs> he loved to alarm people. Yeah. God. Pissing his pants. Yeah. He's like, never gets old. He loves it. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm <looking> ready. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I have, aside from like, I'm ready to love again. Yeah. And like my notes on the like opening sequence. Right. Is basically like when he's with Ratner and they're watching School Girls 3, the porno. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it, he looks like shell-shocked when he's watching like 
the grabbing he really of the did. Boob. He was like, oh. <laughs> and I did not realize that I still had all caps on. And so I was like, they could look shook. And that's like all caps. And I was like, just typing, not looking. Oh, no. And my next line is, did the boobs bring down the aliens? <laughs> it's in all caps. And it's like, did not mean for that. I saw a boob from space. You know I'd be but there. But it was a boob beacon. So who boob am I to? <laughs> yeah. Because like the way that it was juxtaposed was grab the boob, alien stuff Immediately. starts. Yeah. So, yeah. Boob beacon. Yeah. Um the conversation between the parents at the table like every time you have like groups of people yeah just kind of reaffirmed like different societal expectations the men were talking politics the women were talking gossip like oh god those were the discussions that were being had (laughs) um and then shelly like what like the dad is talking about ratner and the kid is like shut up he's cool and she's like he's so not cool and that's supposed to be like a harsh burn fucking nerd yeah (laughs) every time you say ratner i go rat nerd (laughs) that's me i'm a rat nerd uh let's see Okay, sorry. I'm, I saw my note and I was like, where did this come from? Love those. Uh, those are the best ones. Money is probably getting tight. And he's like, I really wish you'd prioritize fucking me over our financial livelihood. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's stressed about money and he's, oh, she's trying to do work in bed. Like she's getting stuff ready for a oh, showing. right. And he's like, I would like to have sex. And, and she was on. like, I need to get these ready for a show. And he's like, ugh, killjoy. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Boob aliens would so be on his side. Yeah. They would. They would. Uh, the Watching the dynamic, I think the most fleshed out dynamic in this film was between mm-hmm. Sammy and Jesse. Yes. Because they're the only ones whose yes. relationship I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Sammy is like, will the Sandman take my eyes? And uh, Jesse reassures him in the most big brother way yeah. of not saying like, don't worry, I got She's like, nah, he's full. He doesn't want to. <laughs> like, no way. No. <laughs> um... Let's see, just notes about, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she makes a comment that they didn't, the aliens didn't eat the meat. And I was like, oh, vegetarian aliens. Aww. I want to see it. That's nice. I thought that was cute. <laughs> um, let's see. He has his bad interview. He slams the briefcase in the car, impotent rage within the confines of the parking space. Right. I thought that was a compelling mm-hmm. scene. Didn't love it, but I thought it was compellingly it is, it, shot. It was nice. Yeah. It, the way it looked was very yeah. nice. Uh, and then masculinity and financial stability in america mac product placement (laughs) (laughs) gotta get it in there you know Uh whenever you can uh okay so when the mom sorry you can cut out all of my like long pauses i'm scrolling through my notes uh so the mom when sammy sees the weird shit she is immediately like being a mom and she's like why are you awake like did you have a nightmare blah blah blah. and i'm like i would be holding the child out like simba like do you see this are you seeing this (laughs) exactly it's like proof right there look at this weird kid i'm like you be my second when i tell your dad i saw some weird shit you tell him we both saw some weird shit (laughs) so (sighs) uh cops sleep eating mathematicians idea of a geometry joke love it um, they, there were a lot of things that I felt could have been like set up to do something and then there yeah. wasn't a payoff. So like they have all these financial issues and she talks about how like her son used to have those asthma attacks and stuff. And yeah. I was like, well, inhalers are really expensive. What if they lapsed and right. like couldn't afford the inhaler, but that just never came back. It was only the part <sighs> that he used to be sick and is no longer. Yeah, they never talked about like him really getting better. They were just like, isn't it great that it doesn't happen anymore? Yeah. And I'm like, but what happened? Yeah. Like, what? Wh- yeah. Yeah. Everything was a plot device. And if it wasn't, just forget it. 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not your business. What so. are you talking about? We didn't even mention it. No. No. Mind your business. Uh, <laughs> my autocorrect always corrects uh, fucking to either tucking or ducking. Mine always does tucking. Yes, whereas, oh my tucking god. <laughs> oh my tucking god. All the picture frames are empty. Oh my tucking god. <laughs> I hated that. Yeah. I dropped a spoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately I went, that's going to make a noise. Whoopsie. Um, so then <laughs> the parents are like, do either of you have anything you want to tell us? And Jesse's like, like what? <laughs> just like, that's a good response to a bad it question. It's like, okay, give me an example. Like, yeah. I'm not just going to tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> Especially it's like a teen, you yeah. know? I'm like, fuck no. He's like, now you want to know about my life, huh? <laughs> Oh, oh man, um, I have a lot of notes about the dynamics between Daniel and Lacey because yeah. of the way that he like talks down to her and will like basically he's not intentionally gaslighting her because no. he doesn't believe it. It's not that he knows the truth and he's trying to make her think she's right. crazy, but he is just like we can't afford to be crazy right now. Or the right. terms they use, and he'll like yell, um, like. He, I don't... Their dynamics are rough. Yeah, and they kind of weren't great. Like, the only no. time you see them kind of, like, working as a team is in moments of crisis. Yeah. When there's really no other choice. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I had... I didn't have a note about it, but I remember thinking about it. When the alarm goes off the first time, yeah. I was like, that is the only time you've seen them, like, cohesively do something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's because they don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, she gets mad because he lied about the job interview going well. And right. it's like... When he said the job interview went well, she had the showing. She felt that they had the financial freedom to be able to be honest to that couple right. and not sell the house. And then yeah. she's like, well, I would have done today totally differently if I'd known the truth, basically. Right. And then the next time he's like, why didn't you tell me about the Santa Man? She's like, I thought it was just a dream. Like, kids have dreams. Like, why? It didn't seem like a big deal. And he's right. like, you got mad at me for lying. And I was like, do not. Do not conflate so these. different. So I got <sighs> mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... In that scene, I actually had to watch it twice because there's, I need to like look this up, but I remember in high school when I was in psych, we were studying sound and awareness and like attention to things. Mm -hmm. And if you increase sound by like a low enough decibel each time, Mm -hmm. you won't notice the change. And it's like, how long does it take to increase something? Right. And you suddenly realize that it's much louder than Mm -hmm. when it started. And they do that with the high-pitched ringing in the scene where he's, like, ransacking Sammy's room. Oh. Because it starts off really low, Mm -hmm. like, it's not a super loud pitch. But until the moment where he, like, scratches behind his ear, it, like, increases and it's suddenly very loud. And then it cuts suddenly and you're like, oh, it's been getting louder. yeah. That is good. I loved that. They had some good moments of sound in this, I thought. I liked the way they used sound. Um, Let's see the birds mm-hmm. i id'd that real good um i also loved it was just a public health moment where ratner is like oh you're gonna get so quarantined and he's like shut up so are you if i am like you are yeah, also exposed I was like, like duh I'm like welcome <laughs> classic rat <laughs> yep um let's see let's see that's scariest moment mm-hmm. shutting down mother's intuition classic yep 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 uh, I thought that one of the subplots was going to be that Jesse's gay. He's not. Oh, or at least not. I like, got vibes yeah. like that too. Because I was like, he kept feeling very weird about any moment with the girl yeah. and talking to the, like Ratner about it. I was like, come on. 
No, no, no. Yep. And then he's stoned and riding the high of a peck on the lips. Like the <laughs> most minimal kiss that exists. Oh, God. Uh, the sex joke about paranormal activity. Uh, I thought about like talking about anxiety and high-pitched frequencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh. So he's watching, he set up the cameras and he's watching them and you see dust modes flying in from the camera. Yeah. He's like, ghost orbs, I write it in your journal. I was like, ghost orbs. <laughs> Hit Jay, put it in your journal. <laughs> Get in there. God, I missed that. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, I started with the birds. Always starts with the birds, don't it? it always <laughs> starts like... with the birds. Uh, then she's trying to convince him. Sam's, I, anytime I see all caps, I'm like, what did I say? Um... Me talking about how Ratner's fucked up. Yeah. I was so sure Ratner was going to, like, get murdered or something. Yeah. I thought he when would When they be were in the woods, impactful. I was like, oh, no, the aliens going to be like, stop messing with our boy. Yeah. <laughs> they did not. They're like, he's our son. <laughs> I thought for sure they'd be like, we leave him alone. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my son ever again. But they were like, nah, we're just going to, you know, take his little consciousness for just like a second. Just like a second. And then you can have him back, Ratner. Yeah. yeah have fun. Thanks. <laughs> um... When he said, I'm ready to believe, I was just like, I want to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> and then it reminds me of the shirt that says, I want to eat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <sighs> um, I was thinking about like the J.K. Simmons, uh, sorry, my brain, uh, Pollard's apartment is just covered in paper. And I was thinking about cleaning that and like how much dust would accumulate so and how much. difficult that would be. Um, how the dad interacts poorly with a cat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cover that in tropes. Why are they so interested in us? What makes us special? Nothing. There's nothing special about you. I love that. And I was like, <laughs> drag her ass. <laughs> I know. He's like, mm, absolutely nothing. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> yep. Boring as shit. Uh, and then I basically go through like the way that mm-hmm. he's covering the grays because the scene with him was to me the most instructive and forward i don't know i felt like there was a lot of fun dialogue in that scene. yeah it was one of the only moments that i feel like i got real information about yeah. the situation but also it kind of leaves you with like some question it, it's good it was the way that they gave you the information was like kind of fun mm-hmm. yeah i liked it uh my other headcanon is he says the greys almost always abduct the first family member they show interest in. And I'm picturing it like a family trying to adopt a kitten and being like, that one looked right at me as soon as I walked in. Like, that one's perfect. <laughs> the alien walks in and he's like, oh, that one's so cute. Like, I have to have it. That noise I made. Like, <laughs> or they're like having a hard time choosing. Like, fuck it, take the first one, I guess. Like, right? I don't, I don't care. care anymore. And then like someone, one of the kids like climbs up, sits on their lap. Yep. And they're like, but chose me. It chose me. <laughs> So those are almost all of my notes. (laughs) I also, I really liked when he was like, first you have your greys, then you also have your insectoids, and then you're you're like reptilian, whatever. And I immediately went, well, those ones look like praying mantises. Yeah. And I hate it. Uh And that is a thing. And I hate it. It's like a real, the mantis men or mantis something. That's like a thing. People are like, oh no, I've seen those. I'm like, don't tell me that. No. Fake or not fake, just the fact that it could somewhere in this world be a thing someone saw makes me want to scream. <laughs> I truly love it. And he's like, I'm skeptical about those. <laughs> I love it. He was like, personally, not my thing. And I was like, you and me both, because I refuse to believe in the middle one. Mm-hmm. If there are people who have praying mantis hands, don't tell me. Just keep that to yourself. 
<laughs> if you it. want to talk about praying mantises, try not. <laughs> try not. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Ew. Um, but yeah, that was, he, he was good. I liked his involvement, his scrapbooking. It's good for him. It's good for him to have it's hobbies. Good for him. <laughs> oh man. Does that mean it's never a scariest moment? Yeah. I mean, I know mine. I know mine too. I wonder if we have the same. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So mine was hard because there were a few moments where I like jumped. Yes. And then there were a few where I was like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, there was one that I thought was going to be my scariest yeah. moment. And then something happened later and I went, yeah, there it is. I can't, like the one that I can't choose is because I can't actually pinpoint exactly what it was. I just know in my notes that I put holy fuck. <laughs> You're like, I don't like it. Yeah. But my scariest moment is when the dad is out on the lawn and oh, she's trying to like get him and the way he looks like so vacantly. And his mouth is... When his mouth is like huge, like it was frozen in a scream, and then looks at her suddenly, blood, and then he just turns so quickly. So like everything is just so unexpected, and I was just like, oh, unsettling. It was just so not him, too. Like it was just like that. That's not him. Yeah, that's my scariest moment. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, that one was on my list potentially. My other potential was um, when she first sees it in the room, and then the Mm. both like the kid and the alien are just gone, and then he's on the lawn. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. But it was when it was behind her that really freaked me out. Because I hate seeing things where it's like, we know it's there. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're just moving like they don't know. Yep. So she's walking through the house and you're like, oh, is it going to be in front of her? And then it comes out of the shadows and it's also creeping. And then it's little hand like barely almost touches her. And I'm like, get your slimy little fingers oh. out of here. <laughs> oh my God. It was just like, Ugh. That's a... So that was... Yeah. That's a trope. No peripheral vision because yeah. she doesn't see it. She like doesn't. Yeah. And it was just, we saw it from multiple angles too. So it just creeped me out. Yeah. And it's one of the first times you see it. I don't know if it's the first time, but it's one of the first times that you get to see the alien like in full, like, yeah. oh, there he is. And I don't like it. Mm-mm. They got less scary over time though, which is a yes. bummer. In that yeah. moment, it's scary just because like she can't see him. Mm-hmm. So it's more just like the implication of what could happen. But seeing the aliens full on, you're kind of like, big old heads, little arms, huh? You mm-hmm. can snap those little arms like a twig. Yeah. Got ourselves a wicker man situation. Yeah, I'm like, do. grab it and snap. You can yeah. get right out of there. Mm-hmm. Kick the ass right out. Kick the ass. No one tried to kick the ass. No one tried to kick the ass. They never do. Um, <laughs> Put their whole ass in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Put your best ass forward. <laughs> That's all we ask That's of you. That's all we ask of you. <laughs> uh, so good. I think that the least scary moment with the aliens mm-hmm. was when they're circled around Jesse oh, and the family's just like shocked. And they're because... like, Jesse, no! And I'm like, were you not watching him the whole no. time? So like it was, it felt like the characterization of the family in that moment was just incorrect. Like it was yeah. incongruent with how they'd acted previously because the dad is just like, I got a gun. Yeah. And it, they were all in the same room. We don't know how Jesse got separated because he was in Dream World. Right. But when they come back, they're just like holding Sammy back. And but it's not, like, why wasn't anyone holding Jesse? Why isn't one of you leaping forward and screaming? Like, you were fully willing to come in and like shoot the alien and get your wife. But then the minute your son is surrounded, you're like, they're his now. Like, uh-huh. like he's with them. Yeah. Like, what they happened? You're there, son. Yeah, right? Like, what happened? Yeah. That you were just like, well, we got one. Let's call it square. Yeah. <laughs> Cut our losses. It was just, yeah. And you could see so many of them. They just kind of looked goofy. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A popcorn movie through and through. Oh, yeah. 
Are you ready for tropes? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. So, let's see. Um, abusive parents that was like alluded to by other characters oh, yes. because it was assumed outside of the home, but it was not actually what was occurring. Right. Um, and then the two obvious ones, alien abduction, alien invasion. Yep. Uh, and <clears throat> according to TV tropes, there are like three ways you can do an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, all out attack, infiltration, or a mix of the two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is obviously the infiltration situation. Yes. Infiltration situation. Infiltration situation. That just sounded fun. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, this one was interesting. All theories are true. I think oh. potentially zigzagged, but I'll get to that in a sec. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a broad trope, and it could be considered to be like a super trope because yeah. many can fit under it. Okay. But generally, there are two categories within all theories are true. The first use covers cases where clearly outdated technology or scientific theories are used to evoke nostalgia or general associations with the past. Right. So um, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, One of the examples, they say that it's close to another trope where like in um, a long running series, something is like super outdated, Mm -hmm. but in order to protect like the linear time within the filmic universe they have to continue using these super like dated things like spaceships that look kind of silly now yeah um but generally that's just like remember the past so that's one sort of like all (laughs) theories are true in that we know that this is no longer a technology that is in use but (laughs) yeah yeah. And then the other is that obsolete, disproven, or fringe theories are presented as true. Yeah. This can be as simple as setting the scene and furthering the plot. So like picture steampunk. Yes. Okay. Or it can be used to say, if this is true, then everything else could be true too. Mm-hmm. And in this case, they invoke the myth of aliens in order to say, those are silly. The real aliens are these. That's just goofy. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I think it's kind of zigzagged because yeah. it's like... When you open up the door to aliens, what else comes in? Right. But also, no, those aliens are definitely right. fake. They're like, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. This is happening. Only my aliens are real. <laughs> uh, we have two dog tropes. Two dog tropes. Two dog. <laughs> uh, angry guard dog and evil detecting dog. Oh, yeah. I truly loved when they were like, cats aren't bothered by them. And it's like, they can't be bothered is the thing. Yeah, like, cats just, just don't do care. not care. They're like, yeah. okay. I love that for them. Uh, animal metaphor mm-hmm. when he has the lizard in the box and he's like I'm gonna rehabilitate oh, it yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like oh it sounds like torture and it's, I was like oh this is gonna be like a thing right cause I'm they're like, like oh. experimentation on humans cause then he talks yeah. about the lab rats and he's like what makes us so special and they're like nothing they're yeah. like they're just using you yeah. <laughs> ugh and that gets to the next one which is blue and orange morality and mm-hmm. that's where it's on a different axis like yeah. there is no way to understand because it's just detached from our own right uh, Cassandra Oof. Truth, the person like screaming the truth that no one believes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catapult nightmare. It's when someone has a nightmare and they sit bolt upright upon waking. Yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> clear their name because they want to clear their name. Right. Uh, that they're not child abusers or killers. They're like, we're not doing this. Aliens are. No. And it's like, that's exactly what an abuser would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, creepy child. <laughs> Don't. Don't bring that shit in here. No. Even if you're not wearing a tank top. Don't I don't bring need that, that negativity in my life. No, certainly not. Uh, deadpan snarker. That was the Pollard. And like, yeah. still, I, my version of it is that each time he has a different one true method. And he's like, well, that one didn't work. Chun, next one. He's like, I don't know. Uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. We get this all the time. Right, obviously. right. Gaslighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The graves. <laughs> the graves. 
uh, mix and match where this is basically we talked about it earlier yeah. it's like okay this is science this is poltergeist this is paranormal activity it's, yeah it's all of them I threw it at the wall and went now throw aliens in mm-hmm. <laughs> just bring them on in come on let's try something new <laughs> uh nightmare fuel coloring book we had that with the wailing yes um i mean with several movies but, that but one I the wailing yeah. is where i remember it no peripheral vision um, or was it a dream? You don't oh, know what was right. like real and what was fake in some instances. Um, otherworldly visits youngest first. Oh yeah, Overed, yeah. Subverted, whatever. Right. Um, people puppets. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Because they're being controlled. Ew. Police are useless. Ha <laughs> 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 Reptilian conspiracy <laughs> invoked to draw a comparison between realistic alien theories and right. ludicrous theories. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's see. Crop circles. So oh, yeah, while yeah. it wasn't actually crops, we do get the circle situation right, happening. The, the, yeah. Uh, tragic mistake. They thought they were after the wrong oh, son, and so right. they were putting their energy into protecting the young one. Right. The one. Um, and then my favorite is supernatural proof father. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's like, what are you talking about? No worries. No. <laughs> so those are jokes. Those are great. <laughs> I love it. The dad just was like, fine for too long. He's like, I'll be okay. <laughs> We're just gonna, I'm gonna keep interviewing. Don't worry. It'll be good. He's bleeding profusely and he's mm-hmm. like, did I get the job? <laughs> <laughs> I also have an idea of what to rate this. I've already, I've already got it in here. Okay. Boob beacons. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. It was just too beautiful. And I think too it would beautiful. bring. Too boob beautiful. <laughs> I tried and it failed. It's okay. We can let it go. <laughs> we all tried. <laughs> But that's, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm ready. I think I got it. Yeah. I think I do. Hold on. Yeah. I think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was between this and this. I know. Because yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah. eh. It's hard. Okay. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm only Okay, so we both gave it three. <laughs> it was yeah. between two and a half and three. Yes. And I'm giving it I'm giving it three yeah. because it's a popcorn movie. I had fun. So yeah. it kept my attention. So I liked that it felt like a haunted house. It had all those tropes of a haunted mm-hmm. house movie, but then you get aliens. So it's 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 like when you I don't know. It felt like I was opening a present on Christmas and it was shaped like something. And I went, I know what that is. And you open it and you go, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of fun. Yeah. Because it was, I don't know, just kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. I liked the way they did some of the scares and the camera angles. And I thought the lighting was cool in the beginning. And the acting from the kids, pretty damn good. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes you get some real fun kid acting, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. So... Based on popcorn movie alone, yes, is what I am basing this on. Yeah, like I, anything else, I would be like, no, no, yeah. bad. But because uh-huh. we've also seen some pretty rough, like, yeah. I can't remember. It was Mothman prophecies oh, and God. Fourth Kind. Those are the yeah. two lowest rated ones, and like, it just wasn't as bad as those. Yeah. So I can't justify giving it like lower because I'm like, at least I had a good time. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, that's I think three. that makes sense. Um, I also give it three boob mm-hmm. beacons. Yeah, three boob, boob beacons. So that's six boob beacons, which yeah. are three full sets. Three full set. One, I two, mean, three, four, five, six. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, I had to count the boobs in my head. Yeah. <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but basically same reasons where mm-hmm. I was watching it and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's a movie that someone like, oh, should I watch it? And be like, well, what are you looking for? Exactly. Are you looking for something that you want to like dig super deep into? Maybe not. And end up liking? Yes. No. No. <laughs> but if you want something that will pull in some of your favorite tropes across yeah. a few genres, like you want the haunted house, you want aliens, you want yeah. this, like, yeah, it's a fun romp. I don't like agree with the message that I no. am taking from it. <laughs> But I think that it's an enjoyable film. So yeah. that's why it gets three boob beacons from me. Exactly. Yeah. And all the critics said the same thing. Like when you read yeah. it, it's like relies on classic tropes. Does like no character development, blah, blah, And like, yeah, it doesn't do any of that. Like, yeah, it's nothing special. But you're still gonna have a good time. Yeah. I mean, we've watched plenty of movies like that where it's like, yeah, okay. But I still have fun. So yeah. I can't tell people, don't watch it. It's horrible. Because that's not true. No. So, and this actually, I don't know if you remember, this was a long, long time ago. This came recommended to us right after we yeah. watched The Fourth Kind. Yeah. Because someone was like, listen, that's a bad alien movie. Yeah. If you want one that's a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what they're right. I mean, compared yeah. to that, absolutely. What yeah. a blast. It's like, I don't regret watching this. No. I mean, I had fun. Yeah. I, you know, don't, I'm pissed that the one movie we do own is The Mothman Prophecies. Yeah. And if I owned this one, I'd feel less angry. Because for a brief second, I thought that was the only option. I thought I had to buy it. No. And I was like, ugh. And if that had happened, I wouldn't be as angry. Yeah. You know? I'd be like, okay, I could pop this on with some friends over and be like, hey, so watch that little movie. Yeah. I would never do that with anybody with the Mothman. No. That was like a dollar and I'm still pissed. Yeah. I'm actually- I look at it on my Amazon thing and it, it's like, continue watching? And I go, not no. a chance in hell. No. You Why can't do that to me. No. Mm-mm. Unkind. Um... The, to cheer you up. Yeah. One of our listeners that follows us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Absolute Angel Face. Uh, she reached out and said that the original Spanish language version of Wreck is back on Amazon. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. We can watch it. We can finally watch yeah. it. Okay. I'm so excited. That makes me very happy. It yeah. was, I'm mad that it was so hard to find. Yeah. Because we, we watched the dub, correct? We have a, yeah. We watched dub and we have a DVD copy. We do copy. have a DVD <laughs> copy. Because, yeah, that was just a bummer. Because yeah. we wanted... It just took away from it. Yeah. So good to know. I'm so excited to watch yeah, it. Yeah, fun surprise. Yes. I like that we kind of talked about Dark Skies, and then we're like, but remember this other movie that was good? Yeah. Like, that was great, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six is not bad. No. Six is a solid number of boob beacons. Not the first movie I'd recommend, but no. certainly if I was digging deep. Yeah. If they had seen everything but this, I'd be like, eh, try it. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's like, man, I really am craving some alien movies, like alien abduction It would be on movies. my list. Yeah. It wouldn't be the top of my list. But I would certainly be like, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. All right. So that wraps up our discussion of Dark Skies. Yeah. I almost said the fourth kind. No. And then I almost said Rick. (laughs) That one's fine. I'm having a hard time. (laughs) It all happens. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps it. other people find us, and we love reading what you have to say. Yeah, we just got a new one. We were really yeah. excited about it. I sent it to Nikki. I was like, look, a new I one. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It, and we'll post the movie for the week. No context. Yeah. Both. Twitter's a little behind, but I'm back in yeah. town now, so yes. we're doing a little better. <laughs> Instagram's also behind. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but you can check out our extended show notes on our website, justgoalwithitpod.com, or maybe even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoalwithit. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons, Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, and Dalton. Woo! Woo! Love them. They're great. Love them dearly. Uh, 
what did we play last time? Observation duty? Yeah. Yeah. That okay. was good. I'm excited to see what we'll do this time. Yeah. I don't know what, but yeah. it'll be so fun, whatever it is. And then was it Malevolent that we watched? Yes. Was, yes, it was. Okay. Also a good time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we got some good ones. Yeah. I'm excited. And then next week is the patron pick, or next episode is the patron yes, pick. Yes, which we talked about a little bit yes. already, just because mm-hmm. I almost watched it. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we got a space thing going. We this, do. This, you know, mm-hmm. good times. Yes. So. Yeah. It'll be fun. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Rocazella. The cover art, it's by our very own Nikki Solomon. That's me. What would you do right now if I my nose went poof and spurted blood <laughs> and I walked away? <laughs> I would, like, snort laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like discomfort and surprise <laughs> and I just looked at you and went <laughs> I just was like see ya <laughs> and I didn't come back I I have like a reaction to shocking things where I laugh oh yeah no if I saw that I would also be like <laughs> like I wouldn't know what to do but laughing would be first unfortunately you're good buddy just like the way it came out it just flew right out of there <laughs> it was so good oh I have to do a phlegm-related thing.